What is going on, everyone? Welcome to a new episode of Orange Slices. I'm your host, Heath Pierce, alongside my co-host, Mark McKenzie. Mark, what is going on, man? What does it do? Is that is that like the, the, the formal way of saying what it do? Like, yeah. What does it do? Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 man. You know, just another day out here in beautiful Belgium. I like that. I was wondering what that was fully set out, and it, I guess it is what does it do, uh, and that makes sense. yeah. Hey, listen, some topical news. The uh, preliminary Olympic roster came out. Uh, you, my friend, were not on it. What's going on? <sighs> yes, yes. My name is not on the list. Uh, it's currently because I'm in Europe. And uh, yeah, I think it I think it just really has to come down to do with uh, being outside the window. Because again, we're coming out of a season, you know, for at least we're coming out of an MLS season, you know, where... The beginning was was pretty unpredictable. Um, so uh, now that I'm I'm here in Europe, my schedule is we're, we're halfway through our season and it just doesn't line up. So you know, and there's other FIFA regulation rules with releasing release mandatory releases during uh, international windows and this that and the other. So yeah, you know it's it's definitely uh, disappointing. But like I have I got full faith in the group and and the guys who are who are on the list and um, their ability to go out there and qualify. You know after it's been a, a while since we have so. Yeah, did I ever tell you my my Olympic story? Has that been told on this? No, nah, I've heard a lot of your World Cup stories, but not Olympic. Yeah, yeah, most of them end with disappointment, <laughs> just so you know. And so does this one. I was told when I was playing in Germany, and we were fighting relegation at the time. I get told by Peter Novak, uh, "Hey, I'm going to bring you as one of the three overage players." And I think one of the downsides of the Olympics is like you could be 18. And that's your that's your round to make the Olympic team, right? Yeah. Unless you're an older player yeah, yeah, someday. Yeah, so. It's a, that's a really really challenging thing for for a lot of guys. Um, so he calls me. He's like, "Hey, you need to get released from the club." I go and I cause hell with the club because the club's like, "No, we're not releasing you for the Olympics. You're an important part of this club." Blah 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 blah. And I keep on fighting him, fighting him, fighting him because he tells me he's taking me. Right? Peter Novak never called me again <laughs> after that. He just didn't call me. He he was like, literally made me cause problems with my club, told me I was going to the Olympics. I was going. He told me he was taking me and then ended up taking Michael Parkhurst instead uh, to the Olympics and never, never calling me back at all. Uh, and so not only did I do damage with my club, but I also didn't get to go to the Olympics, uh, which would have been tight. Um, but US, U.S. tanked. And part of that is probably because they didn't bring me um, in that Olympics. <laughs> no but shade, no shade. Those are the things, the, those are the, those are the things uh, we'll never know. But anyways, let's get to this episode. Obviously, uh, we, we had a chance to talk to Zach Steffen uh, about his life. Um, really interesting perspective on what it's like to be in arguably the most informed locker room and the biggest stars in the world. And um, yeah, really cool guy. And you obviously know him. Yeah, no, Zach is, I met him. Yeah, we'll get into that in the podcast. But but long story short, he's a great guy. And again, he's he's playing in a, in a team and playing matches too. You know, and that's, that's the biggest thing there, playing in matches where, you know, with the best players in the world and, and arguably the toughest league in the world. So credit to him um, and I'm looking forward to, to catching up with him and, and hearing some of uh, his inside scoop as to, to what life is like now that he's over in England yeah I like that and then guys if you haven't already make sure you subscribe to our podcast leave us a review it helps us to grow um, but here is our uh, conversation with Zach Steffen All 
right, so let's welcome in our guest, Manchester City player, uh, which is pretty wild to say now about an American, uh, the USMNT's number one goalkeeper and founder of Voice Now, a global community of athletes and fans fighting for equality and justice, Zach Steffen. What's up, Zach? How are you, man? Doing well, man. How are you? Thanks for the intro. Oh, yeah, nice. you know, I, I, Mark, Mark is better at, at being the hype man with things. Uh, so, you know, I, really? I do my best. I, I do my best to read off, but he's got that deep voice, you know, that one that makes you feel like, you know, <laughs> listen, Zach, I wrote that up just so that way, you know, he, he could get a, an idea of how I do it. You know, the smooth. Mark, I appreciate you, bro. <laughs> you, bro. So, so how far back do you and, and, and Mark go? Let's see. We played against each other a couple times and I'm uh-huh. a uh-huh. But I think officially met at January camp. Uh, my first one, I think it was 2019. Okay, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I think Cali. it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, Greg. Chula Vista, yeah. So I think that was like our first time like really spending time together. Yeah. And we spent a lot of time together. <laughs> oh, yeah. January no, camp is okay. quite a month, quite a trip, I had one, so. I had one of those January camps Uh when Bruce Arena was the coach and it was six weeks long, we played four games. It was the best. We had like wow. literally 10 days of double days. And the rest of that, it was like, you know, I was in Denmark at the time. Uh, so I was on a winter break, was able to go. And it was just single training every day in Southern California in January where you just train. Lunch was lunch was optional. Dinner was optional. And it was just like, it was a good life. And you got to play four games. It wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Some of those, wow. some of those January camps over the years have been, uh, have gotten more rough. Was it, was it fun? Chula Vista is I mean, the... yeah, there were some fun times. <laughs> there were yeah. some fun times, but I mean, it was two days. It was long. Um, but I mean, we're all fit for, for the season coming up, which is good. But the year yeah. before that, with uh, Dave, mm-hmm. uh, Sarakin, and those guys, uh, I mean, yeah, January camp, we had training at 10. Everybody was back home by 1230, and we had the rest of the day and oh. off every time. It was amazing. It was like a vacation. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, the best, the best, man. I remember, I remember those camps can get so long, especially when like, you know, cause each coach tries to do it differently, right? They want to come in, some want to make it about, you know, double training. Some are more chill. Like Bruce was super chill. Uh, and Sarah Ken was part of that same, same group. Uh, he was the assistant to Bruce, uh, mm-hmm. back then that was 2006 and it made it fun. It made it like enjoyable. You know, you got to enjoy things. And then it's the Absolutely. double days where you got video in the middle of the day and yeah. you really, really pushing the limits on, uh, just the ability to focus on, on some of those. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, I think the, the, the hardest part was, uh, like the middle part, the middle part. See, I didn't, I didn't get the the vacation, you know, life that that Zach had with with Dave and everybody. You know, I the grind <laughs> with Greg is different level. I mean, mm-hmm. Zach knows too because he had Greg at, at uh-huh. Columbus. So yeah, but now I was like my first taste of like like Greg, and he's intense, bro. He's yeah. like meticulous. Yeah, uh-huh. no, it, ta- it, it takes a little bit to get used to. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a big pill to swallow. But I think once you get to know him and you kind of get an idea of how he operates and his and his flow, yeah. I think it, you're pretty good. But but yeah, that that no first that middle part was the worst part for me. I do have to say, with Greg, his personality and intensity doesn't really line up well with his like his sneaker game. You know, like you <laughs> think doesn't. he's more like more passive, laid back kind of <laughs> sneaker collector, but like he's just got two different sides to him. He's got his like you know get those limited edition sneakers, make sure you look fly on the sidelines, and then you've got Greg, who's just like the the, the machine of of a coach. I played with him in, in a couple caps. The one distinct memory I have of him was in Germany uh, before the 2006 World Cup, and and I remember seeing him in in the um, in the lobby having breakfast at at the like restaurant or whatever at the lobby with his family, 
And I was like, oh, yeah, what a family man. And then all he talked about the entire time was soccer. That was it. Like, that's all he was talking to his wife about. So he's talking to his kids about it. So he's talking that's to me great, about yeah. I was sitting one table over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, hey, I give him I give him a lot of wow. credit. He he threw me off with the shoes for sure. For sure. He threw me off because yeah, I pulled up. I think, I think I pulled up in some J's. I think it was pulled up some 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 Jordan ones. Uh I forget which ones they were. But yeah, and then he started going off on a rant about like, oh yeah, you know, back when you know I was a kid, I pulled, you know, I, I used to get this sneaker here, and then now, <laughs> you know, I'm talking with Nike trying to get, you know, these off whites. He's what? funny, man. Yeah. Yeah. He likes to say hip with the with the shoes and then with music. He's yeah, funny. that's also another one. That's also another one. That's great. So Zach grew up in PA. You were part of the Union Academy very early on, back in the 2012-ish era. Mm-hmm. Um, before going to Maryland. What what was the soccer scene like in 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 PA when you were younger? Uh I mean everybody played soccer. Um it was a lot of fun, those small tournaments or those big tournaments, um, small fields, like three games a day. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, probably very similar to you guys growing up. Uh, a lot of fun, some trophies here and there. But yeah, Philly, Philly Union Academy was cool, but that, I, I joined them right, right on the, like right when they were just starting up full time, mm-hmm. when they would start like fall to, uh, to May. Um, so I was only really just doing those generation Adidas cups with some cups, um, and then a little training in the fall, um, 2012. Yeah, I was, I was like 11, I think at the time. Yeah. Oh, he's hitting him with the youth, the youth, he's hitting the youth 11. on you right now going like the old, was, you know, I was, I was a young buck, you know, looking up to all these big bodies, you know, by the way, Zach's a big body. All right. If anybody doesn't know, I haven't seen this guy. This guy's a big body. He was a big body yeah. back in 2012 too. So yeah, I was I was a skinny, scrawny kid, lanky. Look like a little. You feel that a little bit though. Yeah, you know, I got, the, got the the Zach Steffen workout plan. You know, uh, <laughs> I do the Heath one in the off season. <laughs> uh, <laughs> eating good in the off season, huh? Eating good, drinking good. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, Zach, I would love to know your opinion of just what you've seen the evolution of the academies. Obviously, you were went into uh, you were you spent your time in Columbus, but you know now to see somebody like a Mark come through an academy system that was built primarily to to develop players and 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 sort of produce them and give them opportunities. Now, getting his move abroad at a, at a young age, did you when you were briefly in that sort of academy world in, in Philadelphia? Did you could you have predicted or seen what that was going to end up becoming? I mean, it was a dream of mine, uh, but I didn't think that, no, I didn't, I couldn't foresee any of this. I couldn't see, yeah, I couldn't foresee any, all of these Americans coming over here playing for these, these teams and in these leagues. I mean, it's crazy. Um, it's amazing to see. We're, we're definitely um, trending upwards in American soccer. Because you were in Columbus as well. So was there anything that differed like in, in, in terms of like the setup out there? And similar to the setup in, in Philly, or or was it too early to kind of tell the difference or, or see any differences really? I would say it was too early, yeah, to really tell. Um, yeah, I had a feeling it was. Uh, yeah. I remember these kids nowadays don't understand the grind of what it was like back in the academy setup. Spoiled brats. You 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 could you could be one year older than Mark and 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 he'll be like yeah you old heads you know you don't know you know and now he's flipping the script on the young people uh-huh. uh, Zach what what like talk about life uh, at the top of the at the top of the Premier League right you know what is it like for you on a day to day basis 
Um, you know, all, obviously performances in the FA Cup as well. But just for you as as a, as a young, uh, in terms of goalkeepers, uh, you know, what is life like for you? Because Mark said right you now. guys don't train at all. He said that it's a joke. He said that you guys. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, said, yeah, I'm sure he was talking that. I'm sure he was talking that. Yeah. Um, it's all low. You're not loving me. Uh, dude, right now it's not. It's not ideal right now, uh, weather conditions for goalkeeping. It's cold. It's wet. Uh, yeah, the balls the balls hurt when, when you save them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we go – we train. Yeah, we get one day off a week, uh, three games a week. So it's really busy. The keepers will go – I don't. I haven't been on a team that it, this hasn't been the case where goalkeepers will go and do their goalkeeping thing for like 30, 45 minutes and then join the team and play games or whether it's tactical – or shooting. But yeah, man, I mean, it's besides that, I mean, obviously the football's going well with top of the league. It's awesome. Um, but I mean, still a lot to play for, but lockdown's really boring. Mark, are you in lockdown right now? No, it's like, I wouldn't say it's lockdown. I would say like a semi lockdown in a way because like restaurants are closed still. Um, some okay. are doing takeaway, but okay. uh, for the most part, like stuff closes mad early here. Like there's nothing open past like what about, 6.30. What about like shopping? Like retail and stuff. There's retail stores open, but it's limited capacity. So there can yeah. only be like eight eight people inside the yeah. store at a time. And sometimes that includes the, the actual, you know, workers in the store. So yeah, it's wow. uh, it's it's a, it's getting better here, but uh, I know over there in, in England it's it's tight ship, man. Yeah, it's really tight. It's still everything's three shut and a half months. Yeah, man. For three and a half months we've been shut down. It's been it's crazy. It's been long. Yeah. It's like California, man. California yeah. and Florida are like their own states or their own yeah. countries. <laughs> California's crazy. Uh, Florida's really crazy, but California's crazy. Talk a little bit about like life as as somebody who's you know breaking into the team wants to be number one for ar- arguably the biggest club in the world right now, at least the most in- informed club in the world right now. Like, what is it like to go through that? On it's just very different than than a field player, right? Like the for a goalkeeper to, to in terms of age, you can go a little bit longer, get your games and those types of things. And obviously, that's not what anybody dreams of as a goalkeeper. But what is that like? You know, trying to break into the team. You obviously have uh, Ederson there, and and just talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it was it was just strange and a little bit tough this year, just because we didn't have preseason. Um, when we when I got here, I had to quarantine for two weeks, and then we had a week of training, and then we had our first game. Most of the international guys were just like kind of scattering in like throughout that week, so it was it was tough just not to get to play games with those guys in preseason, and then it was tough not to hang out with them in the hotels, um, have those team dinners, you know, have those days off, and kind of get to know those guys out during preseason. That was definitely tough. Um, and it was tough that we didn't really get to come out, be able to go out to, to, to dinner or really do anything outside of, um, the football pitch. Um, so yeah, it took, it took me probably about a month and a half, two months to feel actually like comfortable and like settled with those guys. It was just different. Yeah. I, I think people, a lot of people sleep on the, the outside, the outside life, you know, of, of when you have, when you have teammates, you can spend a lot of time on the pitch together, but you understand like football is a priority. But when you step off mm-hmm. the pitch, you can laugh, joke, be yourselves. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you're able to, to build that chemistry off the pitch, it carries onto oh, the pitch as well, man. Yeah, it's, it's huge. And I can only imagine at your level, in your city, you know, <clears throat> having having the guys around you and getting to really know them. You don't understand guys with different backgrounds and, and different levels mm-hmm. of experiences, different leagues and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm talking to a bunch of 16 year olds as a 21 year old and you're talking to some world cup winners and stuff, you know, there's levels to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Do you, no. do you feel the star power in, in the, like, do you feel, does it feel, I mean, th- these are very stereotypical questions, but like <laughs> I played with a few big players and you can feel when things are good and when things are bad, like you can feel this presence and you are in a locker room of like, like Mark said, like, people who've won everything and everything and a manager who's won everything. Like, do you feel that tension when things are good, when things are bad? Like, or is it just sort of like a a locker room? I feel like every locker room is kind of in that way. Like, like I was in Dusseldorf last year and I mean, we were in relegation um, and the locker room was just not, it was very cold. It was very quiet, very dark place. But I mean, now we're, we've been on a very good run. So it's the locker room has been very happy, very positive. Um, but I mean, yeah, there's when I first got to to city and I started meeting these guys and training with these guys and getting, taking shots and yeah, doing all that stuff with these guys. I mean, I was like, wow, I was yeah, I was I was in shock. I was I was struck. But now I'm used to it. Now yeah, now it's just the normal. It's the day to day. It's calm. Yeah, yeah, it's calm. It's calm. calm. Every day, you know, train with these guys. Yeah. <laughs> you? Yo, who are you, bro? Pep? What? Yeah, come on, yeah. come on, come on, it's calm, bro. See the, you see, you see this guy's just he's got a swag to him now. He's, <laughs> nah, <laughs> don't 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 even be like that. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Zach, look, Zach's been a, but he's been a down earth guy, and I think that's. I mean, look at what he's doing now with with voice now, and I guess I have a question just because you know we've we've spoken a lot about. You know your the voice now, but also just racial abuse in general. You know racial inequity, you know inequity in in the country and all around the world. We see it in in, in football. Period. <clears throat> Even after all of the, the the standout statements from from teams and players and leagues across the world, we still see the messages that pop up, and we still see the 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 the, the statements that are made by by individuals towards players and in, in groups. How have have you felt, or how should I word it? How have how do you think that voice now is is impacting this 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 uh I, w- I don't want to call it a trend because it, it really isn't a trend you know how do you feel mm-hmm. like voice now is impacting this change or, or or setting the tone and setting the pace for this change yeah i i, I think voice now we've done a good job of kind of talking to athletes bringing in athletes on different events cuz our what we what we found at voice now is that like our team when we talk is that we uh, everything comes from education, um, which starts like when you're a kid. So we want to get to those kids um, as athletes, as influencers. Um, we want to get to those kids and get to those communities and go out and help those communities that are struggling um, and, and show them that, yeah, just show them good values that us athletes um, kind of were brought up on. Um, some of these kids don't have, yeah, schooling resources um, and our parents, um so they need they need a the a helping hand they need us the the support system that all of us athletes had um, to get to where we um, are today. Um, so I think Voice Now has done a good job um, of raising funds to get out to those kids, but we're still have a long ways to go, and we we have we have a lot of work to do um, going forward. I guess is an easy answer. <laughs> like you know, you you launched Voice Now very quickly at least in terms of the response from the soccer community in the U S right. It was sort of first to market of like, you know, at least that's how I remember. I could be wrong on timelines, but how I remember it being out 
I remember there being a, a, a social pledge that people were taking um, to, to contribute. Mm-hmm. Was this something that you always wanted to get off the ground or launch or was it sort of in response, like activate this emergency thing, let's do it and we'll figure it out later? Because it seemed very natural, but but very quick, right? This was pre-Black Players Coalition. This is pre a lot uh-huh. of things, at least how I, I, again, could be wrong on the timelines, but I just remember how how fast it came to market and, and how quickly you, you went about trying to to create change. Yeah, it was pretty quick. I mean, I always knew that I wanted to have a nonprofit. I just didn't know which area I want to go. And then when that whole George Floyd video came about and I was in Germany with my sister, I I was talking to her. I was talking to some other friends and my parents. um, And we were trying to figure out how, like, what can I do, like, from afar since I couldn't be there to to go uh, protest or anything. Um, So Voice Now is, is what we came up with. Yeah, I mean, shoot, I took the pledge, man. <clears throat> you know, just because again, I was, you know, we were here in the states, and to to see how it impacted so many. You know, you take away the the the, the title of being an athlete, and you just you you walk around in the skin on a daily basis. You know, mm-hmm. I think that is simple in the simplest form is is something that resonated most with me. You know, and absolutely, which is which is. Uh, a large reason why you know I'm I'm working with you guys at Voice Now as well mm-hmm. in support of, of of everything you guys have worked on you know and, and the projects you do have working on that you do have in the works so yeah man kudos to you for 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 the work you put into that you know as as well as being the top yeah. top footballer so um, thanks bro now what would what, what, what how would you feel that your uh, Voice Now is you know similar to or, or not even similar to but you know, because there's BPC now. You know, the Black mm-hmm. Players for Change in MLS. Mm-hmm. Um, have you have you guys you know con- contacted each other or connected in a way? And do you have some kind of collaboration or any projects in the future? Uh, anything of that nature going on? Not yet, but I would. I definitely want to because I I know. I mean, there's I know so many guys um, that are a part of that. Um, but right now we're just yeah. I right now I want to just kind of get Voice Now the foundation and everything going. We're still working on the paperwork or that's been filed but it's coming um so I, we're really just working on the groundwork and getting everything ready so that when these do these partnerships do come and, and all that and these collaborations do come with these other nonprofits and in and, and the black players um for change coalition that everything will be settled and, and ready that's great that's awesome we look forward to uh supporting that uh as it develops is there anything else that you want to mention on that for for people listening um any sort of general overview or places that they can go find more information or ways to support just uh the voicenowfoundation.org and then you can follow us at at voice now on twitter and instagram but it's voice with a y um but yeah but what you were saying mark yeah you take the athlete like after we leave the training facility um we walk around we drive around we're just a normal human human being um and then you hear people say like oh you're you're a soccer player you're a basketball player oh you shouldn't be out there on your social media handles like talking about politics whatever we don't care about politics on your page um but i mean we're human being we have a voice just like everybody else um we should be able to voice an opinion just like the people who are saying we shouldn't go to work and then voice their own opinion it's like they should just stay and do their job and not voice their opinion about politics they're just being hypocrites you know agreed agreed drop the mic (laughs) i like that so let's let's transition over to uh 2017 your first year starting in mls uh when you broke out with the crew you had the 2017 playoff shootout against atlanta eight saves in the match 
two saves in the shootout. How how important was it for you? You know, how old were you then in in, in 2017? Was that four years ago? Twenty mm-hmm. one. Yeah, yeah. So like relatively young for a starting goalkeeper, right? In in yeah. in the grand scheme of things, right? In terms of the lifespan of a goalkeeper, how important was that for you? Because a lot of goalkeepers that we see come out, they they it takes them a few more years until they get into a first team or break in, or you see them develop a little bit later. How important was that 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 year in 2017 for you? Yeah, it was massive, uh, just for confidence, um, <clears throat> just to know that I can play in this league or in yeah in in that league in the MLS and. Yeah, it was just confidence and, motiv- and a motivating season for me. I wanted to, I wanted more. I wanted to get better, and yeah, I was just really hungry. Mm-hmm. In twenty eighteen, the the what is it five hundred and twenty five you know minute shutout streak. Mind oh, wow, you, you did was, your homework. Come on now, come on. You know I, I always do my homework, <laughs> bro. Straight A student. All right. Um, also, want to put out there that that. We were part of that shutout streak, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> but uh, but now, nah, man, like, what goes through your mind when you're when you're at a point like that where you're now in a period of games where you have not let in a single goal, um, and you know that every time you step into a match, guys like me are trying to put the ball past you. You know, <laughs> I'm a striker at heart. Just just to put that out. Yeah, there, so. yeah, I'm sure you are. Um, uh, no, you know it's funny because I when I just heard about it or learned that we made that time whatever five twenty five I don't, I don't even know i think we, we broke it or whatever we got scored on or something um so i i mean yeah when it was going on i didn't even know about it but i mean i don't even i just i play the game and play the game and um obviously those little accolades are, are nice and, and it's a little pat on the back but yeah i don't really pay attention to those too much <laughs> let's <laughs> let's put it into context though of of the emphasis of of you know you guys are death by possession at city, but the biggest difference of when you guys hit a dry spell earlier in the year, right. In terms of scoring goals, Mm -hmm. the main thing you've had all season long across all competitions is defensive. Just that unity. You don't give up goals. Is is that a, is that a conversation point? Is it just the fact that you guys have the best, best players? I know form and confidence, as you spoke about from your first year in 2017, you know, how important is it for you then when you get the call up to step in and be part of, this streak or this form that goes back to November when the team was somewhere mid table and now sitting, you know, I don't know, close to 10 points clear, or if they, if you guys won the game in hand at the top of the table, you know, what, what is that like in terms of the, the emphasis that you had, you know, shutout streak then, and then now uh, in the form that you're in at city uh, in terms of shutouts and not giving up goals. Uh, this is a lot different. Um, just in terms of, yeah, the guys in front of me are ridiculously good at, playing soccer so um when i go in yeah when i go into these games with city i mean i'm i'm confident obviously there's some nerves there's some little anxiety but it's normal um but no i'm going into it i'm confident i'm excited and it's yeah it's really just yeah death by possession seriously um it's just playing yeah playing the the beautiful game um so no i i don't yeah i mean these guys have been amazing all year um, so it's really, I don't really have to do too much back there. Let, let me ask you this and, and, and sort of as a follow-up to that, then, you know, a lot of goalkeepers in a death by possession system, you're going to be asked in theory to make a couple big plays a game, right? It's mm-hmm. going to be on the counter when you're exposed. How different is that than being actively involved in the play constantly as a goalkeeper, right? You could be out back there for 10, 15, 20 minutes with no action, but that moment you've got to it, like staying tuned in mentally, is that, 
is it different or is it just the same and you're just dialed into the game? Because, you know, you could go long spans where yeah. now a counterattack's got to come. You haven't faced any pressure. All you're doing is talking back there. And now you got to make a big play. Yeah, all you're doing is talking back there. I mean, that that talking for me, communicating, keeps me locked in and tuned into the game. I would say you can't think too much when you're going along. You're going long spells without touching the ball with your hands. Um, because when you start to think uh, back there, then you're going to, start to think that all oh, this cross is going to be my ball no matter where, where it goes or same with like a through ball coming in so that, that and then you'll get caught in no man's land and that's when they'll score um so i mean i'm 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 gonna say i'm used to it but yeah i mean i communication just keeps me locked in um yeah you kind of just get i guess you get used to it um you just get used to focusing for for 90 minutes yeah, you gotta tell these guys, you know, even if they're on an attack, you know, reset, you know, check check the ball up, again. <laughs> <laughs> just boot it back, <laughs> keep you in the game, man. <laughs> keep me warm. Yeah, now I mean, now it's kind of getting. I mean, it's been yeah, the last two yeah. months have been kind of rough just because it's cold and we're we're not doing too much back there. And yeah, oof, fair enough. Yeah. Fair Jumping enough. jacks. <laughs> yeah, I see keepers doing like the shuffles across the line of the 18 you know? <laughs> they're trying to stay warm uh-huh. yeah. but I gotta I gotta ask you because now I'm I'm here over in, in Belgium now um, and you kind of you went through a similar situation where I think it was a Bristol City yeah Bristol they wanted you midway yep yeah they want yeah through the season you know and, and that didn't end up happening and then a few months later boom you know you're at City so it's like for me, it was Celtic and not happening, you know, mm-hmm. and again, there were COVID and all that stuff kind of didn't help yeah. with, with, you know, financials for all the leagues and everything, but it's a dream to go to Europe, you know, and mm-hmm. then you kind of have that door shut temporarily. You got to wait and grind it out. And then something, you know, comes to fruition this year. What was your like mental, uh, mental state kind of going through that period where, you know, you know, you had a team that wanted you and then it shut and that's you're you're at, you know, the city. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. A lot of phone calls, um, a lot of thinking. It, it was a lot. Of, it was very stressful. I'm sure you know. I mean, we, we all three of us know. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I, but I, I just put my faith in God and knew that he had, he had a plan for me. He has a plan for all of us, and um, th- that if I can, if I trust him, um, then he's going to put me on the right path. He's going to put me on the right team. Put me in the right place. So, um, yeah, it was definitely stressful. A lot going on. Um, a lot to think to think about a lot of conversations, um, honest conversations, but in the end, everything happens for a reason. Um, and you fall into the right place. Preach. Yeah. Uh, definitely agree with that one. Testament. So yeah, man. Um, now on to, to the men's national team, you know, I'll ask you a couple questions on that, you know, we'll keep it moving, but is it something in the water in America? Because the keepers <laughs> are, are different levels. You know, we, we got some, some, some beasts of keepers, like yourself, you know, I mentioned you're a big body earlier, you know, we got some other big bodies as well. You mm-hmm. know, what do you, do you think like being that here in America, well, I say here in America, but in America, you know, we have multi-sport athletes or maybe it's something in the water. Like what is it that, that helps us produce keepers at this, at this rate? I think for me, I th- think it was a multi-sport. Um, I grew up playing basketball, baseball, football, and then soccer. So, and I was always out playing in the neighborhood or playing in gym class or, or after school. So, yeah, for me, I think it was the athleticism be- between playing all those different sports. Heath, you know about that. You, know, you were 
you you say you claim that you have a, a crazy vertical. So yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. Go into the, go into the documents. <laughs> hey, you can actually ask. We got a question on here about Tim Howard. Ask Tim Howard how many tip offs he used to. We used to him and I used to go after training in the national team camp. And then we'd have we'd tip off like five times, like, see who could like win, it, win it, like a basketball tip, yeah, yeah, just to see who could explode <laughs> no higher, way. quicker, and get that ball. And I used to, oh man, I used to beat him all the time. No way, and yeah, it until didn't he happened, unless we had a video. Oh, there there might be videos, but <laughs> there is documentation that if you're not if you're not in that mid thirties as a starting point, right? Like I told Mark, if you're not walking down the street, see a basketball hoop, rock up on that basketball hoop, and start hanging on that rim immediately with a spin or something, you're not getting in the vertical club that I'm part of. It's that simple. You know, if you, if, if you got to do the whole, I'm not warmed up to get up that high, uh, <laughs> then you're, you're not yeah. part of the club. Yeah. Let's talk about Tim Howard. He, he's been a mentor to you, right? You guys keep in touch. Has he, is he sort of a, a mentor in the sense that you have somebody that you can talk to? I, when I first got in the national team, I had my first real camps. I was, I had Eddie Pope. He, you know, okay. and it wasn't about the game. I had plenty of people that were talking about the game. Mm -hmm. It was more of like, I'd ask Eddie Pope, like, well, how'd you know that, how'd you know that your wife was going to be the one that you married? You know, like those are the questions yeah, I was yeah. having. And he would tell me the story and it, it would bring it to life in terms of like just mentorship of like, it what, like, it's not how the world, the world is not painted in the way that you were, you, you think it is. Right. And just learning mm -hmm. little tricks and tools that were helping me as much off the field as on the field. Has Tim been that or, or do you have that person? Uh, I would say Tim and I's relationship are more, it definitely is not really with, we don't talk about soccer. Um, but it's really just like reaching out here and there if something pops up or if I have any questions, I can reach out to him. He's been very supportive with Voice Now, which has been awesome. For me, I mean, I don't really have a, a mentor like that. I mean, other than like my mom, but I don't really have a mentor really that kind of sense um, in the foot in the football world. Do you, Mark? Uh, I would say my best friend, I was, honestly. I wouldn't yeah, say, I would like say like a like football player. I'd say probably have like guys I can can go to like depend on. Um, like in Philly, it was like Ray Gaddis and Juan Craval. Those okay. are like two guys who I like leaned on. Good guys, um, you know, for some life, some football. How do you manage uh -huh. like the ups and downs of you know coming in as a eighteen year old, seventeen year old? How do you manage you know being in the locker room with a bunch of guys who are varying age, varying experiences, um, or just talking about life outside of the game? You know, how do you? you know, manage a spreadsheet, you know, what does that look like? You know, these, <laughs> these are guys who are, you know, pretty insightful. So mm -hmm. I think definitely individuals who I, who I lean on even to this day. And yeah. So I, I guess you could call them mentors in a way. Um, but yeah, I think it define like, it depends on how you define mentor. Yeah. Me, yeah. So. yeah I, I would say like even Eddie, I don't even think would know, would even know he was a mentor to me. It's just it's more so of man, like, you huh? find though that people were sitting in a, we're sitting in a van heading to training and you ask him a question, you go, Oh man, this guy's got a different insight than I'm used to. <laughs> I brought, I need a little bit more than this. I'm 20 years old. And like, these guys are the guys I, I, I looked up to. And right. now I'm sitting next mm -hmm. to them, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. And less so like a, Hey, let's have a weekly catch up where I ask you questions type of thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's yeah. cool. Did you, hey, did you know this, 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 this story, Zach, that, uh, I think, I think I've told you this before, Mark, that when the national team camps used to come out, you'd get these, you know, it was like, you got the email of like either at one point the coaches were doing sort of like the preliminary roster, then final roster mm -hmm. for camp. But one day, and you would only see your email on this, right. And you knew it was getting sent out to everybody, but this time, mm -hmm the whole list of the emails got sent into like the CC thing. Okay. And, and Bill Hamid's email uh, at the time was young Tim Howard at something.com. <laughs> and so imagine you see everybody's like, mine was yeah, Heath yeah. Pierce at Gmail or I, it was probably a hotmail back then or whatever it was. 
And then you see this one that's like young Tim Howard at whatever.com. So the next camp came in and oh my gosh. Oh, no. And Tim, I mean, I think Bill was only like 18, 19, 20, somewhere in there with his first mm-hmm. times getting called in. And oh, he had to he like, you know, it should have been a secret email, but that was the email he was getting called he, into the national team that Tim was oh, in man. called in too. Oh, uh, which is kind of a a funny thing, but also kind of charming in a way. But poor guy. Nah, I had to change my email because it was like Mark the Striker at Gmail. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we had to change uh, that real quick. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, if you would have left that though, they would have counted that goal against El Salvador. You know, they wouldn't have brought that back against you. You know, striker, oh. strikers get that respect. You know, listen, I don't know why defenders don't get enough respect for being goal scorers, <laughs> too. Okay, I'm just saying, we're gonna start taking penalties. You know, this is well, we're gonna wait back. Change, the field. Change again. I'm telling you, we're gonna have goalkeepers taking you know first first spot on penalties, hundred <laughs> percent. You, you want to know who could put a lace to a ball? Hundred percent. All these guys trying to place a shot perfectly. Watch the keeper go down. No, no, no. Forget all that. Put the ball in the net. Let's talk about the, this upcoming camp in Mar- into March. You know, I expect uh, both you lads to be there against Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. uh, pending you know whatever travel capabilities there are at the time. Like, what do you expect from from that game? Obviously, there hasn't been. Uh, as a as a as a former national teamer, I'm big time hating on this streak right now with the national team battering everybody in these B and C teams. You know, I'm trying to look for some real competition here. Are you excited about that? For for my generation, it might be different now because you guys are at the biggest clubs and start. I'm hoping you don't become this these club over country generation. But that's all I look forward to. Well, when I was in when I was in in Germany, I was like, when's the next national team camp? I got to see the boys. Let's get together. Let's do our thing. You know, 100%. win some games. Like, is that something that 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 you look forward to as well as just like a chance to reconnect? Uh, and I mean, the 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 honor of representing the national team, one thing, but the, just the chance to get back together with people from your country, guys with a similar uh, vision that you're or, or journey that you're on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, Mark Mark knows we have a great group of guys, um, great pool. So yeah, whenever camp, yeah, when I'm yeah, whenever camp's coming up, I'm always excited. Um, seeing the, and it always goes by so fast too because it, it's always I mean obviously it's busy but it, it's always so so fun to see those guys um, you never want to leave, leave the uh, the meal the meal rooms They're so you got to go watch video mandatory video a little bit later yeah. and you got to leave the meal rooms I heard you guys got some busy schedules in the national team though yeah especially with COVID yeah they were very it was very regimented, regimented. Yeah. yeah good word but it, it's good it's it's busy but it, it's 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 good. I mean, especially when when the camps are in America too, and then you get to go back to America and be be in the states again and see all that stuff. It, it, that's that's really uh, a good time too. Yeah, yeah. I, I I always I always saw camps as like a a nice little break, even on a little vacation break. almost. Yeah yeah, 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 in a way of, of kind of stepping away from the club environment. You mm-hmm. know, with these guys all the time to it's nice, getting yeah, hang, getting to hang up with the crew again. You know, you haven't seen each other for a few months. You know, and then you may be together for an extended period of time, you know, if it's a tournament. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you have so much to catch up on. It's just um, different, you know, like exactly, yeah, exactly. normal routine. Exactly. It's not like no nothing to bash your club teammates, of course. And yeah. Some of them shoot at your yeah. international teammates, but it's just like you always, you have so many stories to catch up on from that mm-hmm. period that you didn't see each other. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, you, you represent your country as well. So, you know, that's the priority, of course. But, you know, the chemistry off the pitch helps. Um, yep. in the in the meal rooms laughing and joking and uh getting to to to, to make jokes and, and beat up each other you know especially on the sticks is greg uh with four g's uh is he is he 
Is he is he different with uh, as a national team coach than he was at the club level? I had him as a, a brief teammate and know him just on the peripheral, like known him for for you know a couple decades now. But it, it, it has his tone or his attitude changed? It's obviously like everything in a in a season at a club level is is stretched out, right? And now it's uh -huh. like hyper condensed. Has that changed him mm -hmm. at all, or is he same? Uh, no, I would say he's very much the same. Yeah, I mean, I would say, yeah, he's very much the same. Has he developed? Has he has he changed as a, as a, as he, as as a coach is concerned? Like the growth of a coach has have you seen that growth? Like over time, even having played for him, like maybe you don't see it on on a on a micro level, but you know, in terms of his philosophy, his style of play, his communication, you know, you're you're one of the few people that's gotten to see somebody on on sort of that sort of longer of a trajectory as a as a young coach. Yeah, I think Greg does a good job of of uh, never staying in the same place. I think he's always um, thinking um, of different ways to to play, different ways to to do different things, um, whether it's soccer, whether it's life, whether it's talking to his players um, individually or as a team. I think yeah, he's. I mean, each camp there's always something new. He always finds a new way to kind of explain how he wants us to to play in certain areas. He's really big into team bonding. I'm always doing new, like different team bonding activities, which are which are usually fun. You never want to do them, but then afterwards, that's, you're like, oh, okay, that was like so, that's fun. so that's so so German of Greg to do the team bonding too. That's so German. You know, you probably yeah. had it in Dusseldorf. It's oh, like the worst yeah, thing yeah. until you do it. And you're like, oh, it's oh, kind of fun. I survived. Uh -huh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he loves doing that. Um, but no, nah, I mean, he's good, man. It's good, and yeah, I, ha I have seen him kind of change his, his his ways and his teachings a little bit that's cool yeah. mark you want to hit him with some closing of course of course we got some rapid fire questions for you zach you know we can't let all you right. go out Let's without these so are you ready let do it all right your favorite player of all time oh my gosh um let's go with uh messy favorite US i knew, I knew it wasn't i knew it wasn't going to be a goalkeeper by the way i knew no, it. no no oh, I used to have, on vhs i had 100 100 saves i had a 500 saves on vhs uh, there were so many goalkeepers that i loved growing up really like oh i played goalkeeper till i was 12 and then i stopped but like wow. i loved the goalkeepers because it had like outside of the striker you had like the big play you know you make that big yeah, save that's true. and that's whatever true. Nah, don't, true, don't but, but we're, expected, we're expected to make those saves and then if you don't make the save they're like oh why, why is he in goal what's he doing that's there? fair Hey, notice how he notice how he said I played up until twelve and I stopped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I played, no, I, no, I played. I played a half each game. That got weird at twelve. You know, that gets weird when you play in goal for half, and and then and then you stop playing in goal uh, for yeah. the second half. You know, when you're trying to win state cup is a little bit of a weird thing. You know, I had I had bigger goals. You know, than uh, <laughs> nah. They saw the vertical. They saw the vertical at a young age. That's why they put yeah. you in. Like yeah, he needs to be on the other side of the dunk cam. You know, dunking on people. <laughs> all right, all right. Second question: Favorite U.S. Men's National Team player. Of all time uh clint dempsey okay um and the last thing is we have a, a public spotify playlist that we're having all the oh. guests put a song on um oh. i added uh the jogo bonito mice que nada that song um he i don't even added, know if i know that song it's like trust me if you, you remember the old nike like commercials old? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. the airport yeah. commercials okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna sing it. <clears throat> okay. He added uh, some Biggie with Dead Wrong. Uh, Chris Richards added T Grizzly, First Day Out. Mo Du added Meek Mill, Dreams and Nightmares. You know, uh, Tyler added Roddy Rich, uh, Prayers to the Trap God. Kobe added California Love. 
Um, Jay Demerit at a blink twenty one eighty two. What's my <laughs> <laughs> what's my age again? <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, man, we got a wide range of, of music here. So so so, what would you throw on here if you could throw on? It could be something you're feeling now. It could be something that you yeah, felt I'm gonna do something a couple I'm months now. Uh, no stopping us by okay. uh, Sun Dash L musician. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's the, good, what's, good, the, what's the vibe of that it's track? A good little. Uh, <laughs> what's the vibe of that track? <laughs> Uh, just like a good little like New York day kind of roof party vibe. Oh, okay. A little two yeah. to six p.m. Sunday <laughs> brunch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right ahead. I like hour. that. Right ahead. Okay. Vibe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we got we got a nice range of music here. I'm just saying. So yeah, I, I like some of those choices. That's that's the kind of track, by the way, that you hear in the locker room, and you know it's it gives you that nostalgia vibe of like, let's get that W because maybe we'll get that day off tomorrow. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. we're gonna have a good time. I know that I know this brunch party back at Hell is open. You know, like that's that's that happy beach vibe. Yeah, I like it. Cool, well, awesome, man. Thanks for joining us uh, today. We really appreciate you taking the time. You know, you got a busy schedule, um, game after game after game. Um, so appreciate you taking some time out of your, your your calendar to to speak with us, man. It was awesome. No problem. No problem. Nah, appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, that no, was a pleasure. Man, Mark, that was fun. I I, uh, I I gotta say, you you've got some really cool friends, and and you've got a deep uh, catalog of uh, popular people. So I appreciate you continuing to bring them on the show. Listen, look, it's it's tough. It's tough being this perfect from the free throw line. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it takes a lot of practice, a lot of communication, uh, a lot of reps. So uh, look, I appreciate that. You know, you you're not doing too bad yourself. I won't lie. You know, I give a lot of credit. Yeah, to you Yeah, but as well. you know. I gotta say, w- without you, there is no uh, them. You know, so you are you are the driver of this whole thing. So um, I appreciate that, and also a great performance from you again uh, on the podcast. Heath, look, look, when you have a co-host like yourself, you make my life very easy. So, so, so kudos to you, my friend. Cheers to you, because I'm 21 now. Here's a sip of wine to you. Oh, I like that. Red or white? Red wine, of course. Okay, I like that. And guys, just so you know, you can find us on social at Slice of Soccer. So give us a rating and leave a review. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.